The Productive Woman, Episode 74. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to get started on the projects that matter most to you. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com 74. But before we get started, I do want to say a few words about our sponsor for this episode, which is Nosby, a great task management tool that's designed to help you simply get things done. If you've listened to The Productive Woman for very long, you know that I'm one of the more than 300,000 people worldwide who use Nosby to get things done, and you know some of the why, but I wanted to share just a tiny bit more of the why today. I've used Nosby and recommended it for at least a year. And right now, because you listen to The Productive Woman, you can get a free 30-day trial of Nosby's Pro Edition by visiting nosby.com woman. So what do I like about Nosby? I love how flexible it is, how it will let me work the way I want to and where I want to. For example, some of the task managers that I've used are Mac only. And while I love my Mac, I have to work on a Windows-based PC at the office, Sometimes I need to work on an iPad or an iPhone. Um, and Nosby is there. Nosby is available for Mac, for Windows, iPad, and iPhone. There's even an app for the Apple Watch, which I love, but it's also available on Android and Linux devices. So whenever I think of a task, wherever I am, I can add it to Nosby. No matter where I enter it, whichever device I enter it on, it shows up seconds later on my other devices because it synchronizes quickly and securely. So if I mark a task done on one device, it's marked done immediate, almost immediately on all the others. Nosby's flexible in the ways it lets me view my tasks and how it integrates with other services that I use like Evernote and Dropbox. And it's flexible in how easily it lets me collaborate with other people. And I'll talk a bit more about those in future episodes. Nosby comes with a great set of, of short video tutorials on the website or right there in the app to show you the many ways you can put Nosby to work to help you simply get things done. So to set up your 30-day free trial of Nosby Pro, go to nosby.com slash woman. And Nosby is N-O-Z-B-E. So nosby.com slash woman. That will give you two accounts to use, basically. Two people can use it. And if you decide to stick with Nosby Pro, and I think you will because I think you're going to love it as much as I do, when you do that upgrade, use the coupon code WOMAN to save 10% on your subscription charge. I think you're going to love it. Let me know. Shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and let me know how it goes for you. And thank you so much to Nosby for supporting The Productive Woman. So now let's get on to our topic for this episode. In episode 72, we talked about ways to learn the things we need to know to pursue our goals and dreams. We talked about the fact that sometimes that holds us up, um, you know, to from from doing the things we need to do because we don't know how. And so we need to go out and, and learn some new skills, learn get some new information. And that whole episode talked about that. 
But as I, you know, as I thought about it, um, you know, I realized that learning, and I'm using air quotes here, can be a stall technique that keeps us from actually doing. Um, you know, examples are, and these are drawn from my own personal life, reading books about writing instead of actually writing or listening to podcasts about podcasting instead of actually starting a podcast. Maybe for you, it's interminable researching of schools and programs instead of signing up for the one you need to attend, or attending seminars about career development instead of just polishing your resume and sending it out. There may be others that you've experienced, but it's real easy to use, uh, I need to learn this one more thing uh, to as a stall technique instead of getting started. And it's important to learn. You, we should always be lifelong learners, but it's more important to do. Neither we nor the world can benefit from our dreams until we actually you know, accomplish them, and we can't accomplish them unless we start. And that's the trick, isn't it? For, for us, maybe it's, you know, just certainly for me, for, for many projects or tasks, whether they're big ones or small things, often the hardest part is simply just getting started. Um, and in fact, in episode 26 of The Productive Woman, I talked about how to get yourself to do the things you want to do. And, and uh, this getting started is the hard part. I, you know, I, I mean, I think of a perfect example. What actually made me start thinking about this topic was... Uh, how every week as I sit, as I'm preparing to do a new episode of the podcast, uh, you know, I have a day job and it's a demanding one with long hours. And every week I think, oh man, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to, to do the show. I don't know if I have anything to say. I have all this stuff uh, that I'm not sure I can put a decent episode together. But it, I find, or, or maybe I'm tired and I just don't feel like doing it, honestly. Um, but I find that if I can just sit down in the chair and turn the microphone on and put my outline in front of me, just once I get started, uh, it I feel differently about it. And I get excited again and I'm, I'm able to, to get it done. But it's just that getting started that's the hard part. And there's something called resistance that author Stephen Pressfield, in his wonderful book, I highly recommend this book called The War of Art, he talks about resistance. It's, it's that internal something that we come up against when we undertake something important. And, you know, he says the more important that project is or that task is, the more resistance we're going to feel. And he also says that the resistance doesn't really come from our circumstances. We tend to look at the circumstance and think that's what's keeping me from going. But it's not really that. It's from our, he says, from our emotional response to the circumstances. And I thought that was, as I was reviewing all of that in preparation for this episode, I thought that's so interesting because I've, as I've mentioned in some recent episodes, I've been listening to a lot of, of, of the teaching of psychologist and life coach Brooke Castillo, who who takes it a step back from there and says that our emotional response is caused by the thoughts we're having about the circumstances. And so, you know, there's, there's this, what she calls the model that our, it's not the circumstances we face that are a problem for us. It's what we think about them. We have a thought 
It creates an emotion which leads to an action on our part, and our actions determine our results, whether they're the result we want or not. You know, either way, it all traces back to the thoughts we're having. And so we have the ability to change our thoughts. It's not easy, but it can be done. And so some of the, the, the dealing with resistance, and I'll talk more about this later in the episode, but it's, it's all about uh, being aware of what we're thinking and how it's creating emotions that lead to the action of not starting. So, you know, some of it is, do you understand why you want to do this project? Do you understand the desired outcome? If, if, if you don't have a clear vision for where you're going with this project, that could lead to resistance. That makes it harder to get started. Is it overwhelming? Are you feeling resistance because you're overwhelmed because you haven't broken it down into the smallest pieces? And, and there's just, you know, you, you don't know where to start. Or is it something you just don't want to do? I mean, it all starts with being aware of what we're thinking about it, uh, the real thoughts, you know, the real, w- how we're feeling and what thoughts are generating those feelings. And sometimes the resistance comes because we simply don't want to do the project. Now, we're grown ups, and sometimes we have to just suck it up and do it anyway. You know, it may be that the, the reason we want, and I'm again using air quotes, to do a project is because we'll lose our job if we don't. And so that, that means we've got to overcome the resistance and get going, get it done. And you, again, you can't get it done if you don't get it started. But being aware of what you're feeling and what thoughts are leading to those feelings is kind of the first step to overcoming the resistance that prevents us from getting started on the things that we need or want to do. So what are the consequences of not starting? Well, I mean, obviously, if you don't start, you can't get it done. And that means your dreams don't get accomplished, your goals don't get achieved, you, uh, you you don't get that promotion or you lose your job. You may run out of time because you keep procrastinating it and when you finally do it because you've got to do it, you have to do it, uh, you do it hastily and sloppily and you're not putting your best work out there. And certainly a consequence of not starting, of procrastinating on, on these projects that we need or want to do, there's the anxiety, the stress, and the frustration that go along with that, that just follows you around all the time because there's this thing that's been on your list that you haven't even begun to do. So what do we do about it? How can we get ourselves to start because we can't finish if we don't start? And starting is, for me, often the hardest part. You know, I thought about a lot of things um, that in, in looking at this because it's something... Like, like many of the things I talk about on the show, this is something that I've been thinking about and dealing with in my own life. There are some things that I've been wanting to do uh, that I've had on my to-do list that I just, you know, they just stay on the to-do list and they keep moving forward and they don't get done because I don't start. And so what do I do about that? How do I get past that? Well, number one is to remember your why. And we've talked in the in the past about project planning and, and breaking down tasks. And it all starts with knowing why do you want to do this? 
And as I've already said, maybe the why is because your boss told you to and you'll lose your job if you don't. And, you know, you need to find a way for that to motivate you, I guess, or, or else find a different job. But remembering the why is the biggest, is, is one of the most important um, steps behind being motivated to do the things that we need or want to do. I love what my friend Julie Sharon Osher, who's the host of the Time Hackers podcast, says. She says, ask yourself, what will I have if I accomplish this thing that I don't have now? I love that question. And it's, it's, it's a different way of looking at this, you know, why am I doing it? And write down your why and post it where you can look at it regularly. So that's number one. Remember your why. The, the second thing I thought of is, is to give yourself permission to do it badly. And I think of writer Anne Lamott and her, I'm not going to use her term, but if, if you've read any of her stuff, you know what it is. I'll say crummy first drafts. Uh, my writer friends and I have all often talked about how hard it is to write that first draft because it's, it's so, it doesn't look anything like how we've imagined it in our heads, the story that we're going to write or, you know, for work, a report or whatever you, but so you have to give yourself permission to do a bad job at first because you can always edit or fix something that once you've got it started, um, but you, there's nothing that can be done with a project that's never begun. Um, writer Peter Bregman in a, in a Harvard Business Journal article called How to Start the Big Project You've Been Putting Off recommends acknowledging the fear that may be holding you back. Take time to feel it, accept it. And then he says, lowering your ex- expectation of getting it right is the key to getting it started. I just love that quote. Uh, and the whole article was really good. And we'll be sure and put a, a link in the show notes. So give yourself permission to to do it badly at the beginning. And a, another way of looking at this is to reframe how you think about it. You're not going to do the thing. You're just going to start. Um, another article that I read that I'll also put a link to the show show or to in the show notes uh, said starting is not the same as doing. So you're giving your permission yourself permission not to do the whole thing. You're just going to start. And, and uh, so the next thing is to find the simplest way in. What is the easiest piece of the thing that you can do right now? And one example I always, I, I've given in the past was when I needed to plan a trip that, and I kept putting it off because, uh, you know, I finally had to realize that planning a trip is not a task. It's a project. And you need to find what's, what is the smallest piece of it you can do, the easiest way to get started. And for me, in that case, it was, you know, well, look up the phone number for this, this place I need to call. Not going to call them. I'm just going to look up the phone number. That's the first step. And now I can check that off. And now I have begun. And once you begin, you start to develop, uh, to, to develop that momentum that lets you keep going. So look for the simplest way into that task or that project that you need to do. Um, the next thing I had, I guess this is number five on my list, is to create a good working environment. Uh, whatever uh, environment incentivizes you to work, uh, to get started, to focus on the task. For example, if it's desk work, 
Um, maybe get yourself a cup of tea, a sweater, put on a sweater if your office is cold. Play some music that helps you concentrate. I, I love Focus at Will, uh, That's and I'll put a link in the show notes, but that's an app that really helps me stay focused and get, get my work done. Um, make sure your chair is comfortable. Turn off your internet access for a while. I've signed up for a, an app called Freedom that basically you can set for a period of time and you choose the period of time um, that it will block you from getting onto Facebook or Twitter or onto the internet at all if if you don't need the internet for your job. But it helps you um, avoid that that temptation, at least for a period of time, to go, you know, to go jump on there and, and stall in, instead of getting your work done. Have the materials you need for the project ready to go. Tidy up your desk. And don't use this as another stall technique. I'm not talking about completely reorganizing your desk. Get a box or a basket or something and just remove all the clutter from your desk. Put everything in a box and stick it in a closet. And then put a task on your task manager, put it in Nosby, uh, or whatever task manager you use to remind you to go through that box at an appropriate time so you don't have to worry that you're going to forget something important. But do all those things to get the working environment set up and ready to make it as pleasant as you can to work on whatever this task is. Another example is if, you know, if it's housework that you need to do that you keep stalling, you know, cleaning your closet or whatever it is, make, uh, create a good working environment. Put on some comfortable clothes. I'd suggest put your shoes on. That puts you in the activity mindset rather than in the lounging mindset. Play some music that energizes you, something that really gets your blood pumping and gather the tools you need. You know, all those, if it's a nice spring day, open the window so there's a breeze coming through that kind of uh, cheers you up or whatever. So those are a couple of examples of how you can create a good environment to work in that helps you feel, you know, more in the mood, I guess, to get started. Uh, The next thing I had that I thought of was to set a timer to help you get started. Um, you're not going to do the whole thing. You're just going to start. You're just going to do a little piece of it. We, we've talked about this before, uh, making it accessible. So if it's a, you know, a cleaning project, set your timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever time you are willing to spend to clean as much of the living room as I can. Or, um, you know, set 30 minutes and I'm going to write as you know what I can on my story for 30 minutes and then I'm going to go you know outside and go for a walk or whatever so that's one example of using a timer and there are you can get uh you know hard hard uh, actual physical timers that you can set on your desk or you can set a timer on your phone or your apple watch or there are different apps you can get on the computer that create a timer for you. Another option or another way you can use a a timer to help you get started is to use the Pomodoro technique. And I've mentioned this in in, uh, episodes in the past. Basically, the Pomodoro technique is where you choose a task that you're going to work on and you set a timer for 25 minutes and you work nonstop on that task and that task only, no interruptions. When the timer... uh, you know, the 25 minutes end and the timer dings, you set the timer for five minutes and then you take a break and you get up and walk away from your, your, the task or, you know, go get a drink of water or whatever. And then you repeat that 25 minutes of working, five minute break using the timer. 
And every third or fourth break is, you know, 15 minutes or, or something. It's a longer break. That can be a real helpful uh, way to, there's something in us that likes to compete against the timer to get how much, um, you know, get as much done as we can. Related to that, uh, the next thing on my list is this idea of choosing a tiny task. If you need to get started, this goes back to what I said before, find the easiest way in. You're not going to do the whole thing. You're going to do a very tiny task. You're not going to write a book. You're going to write the first sentence of the book. Or you're going to spend 15 minutes uh, brainstorming chapter titles and you know writing them on index cards. Or you're you're not going to um, uh, you know clean the whole house. You're just going to uh, pull the trash out of this one drawer. So what, whatever whatever the thing is that you need to get started on, you're going to find the easiest way in by finding the tiniest task you can take. I mean, ridiculously tiny that will let you get started and and feel that momentum begin to build. Another thing you can do to get yourself started is to set a deadline. Make it realistic. You have to look at the life you're living and the demands on your time, but make it a real deadline that you're going to meet. Or on the other hand, or and I guess not so much, or make an appointment with yourself to take that first step. Figure out what the first step is going to be. And if, you, if it's not that you can do it right now, um, make an appointment with yourself and write it on your calendar and then honor that appointment as if you'd made it with the CEO of your company or Her Majesty the Queen of England. This is important and you're putting it on your calendar and this is when you're going to start. You've made that commitment to yourself and to the project. Um, and, you know, finally, well, not finally, number 10, I guess, is to set up a reward for yourself. That can help you get started. Figure out what motivates you, what things you want, and reward yourself. I'm not talking about a huge reward someday out there when at the end of the project, but a small reward for the small steps you take. So, you know, when I finish this, this chapter, I will check Facebook. Or when I complete this run, because I'm, you know, I want to start my fitness program, I'm going to walk around the block. That's my tiny task. And when I do that, I'm going to watch a movie. Uh, you know, some, some, whatever the rewards are that help you uh, feel motivated, but give yourself that pat on the back. And, and the final thing that I, that I had, um, or the final way to help you get started, is to find a partner. Either somebody to do it with you, if that if it's the kind of task or the kind of project that y you know you can do with another person or an accountability partner who will check in with you if that's something that works for you um you know I'll be your accountability partner if you don't have somebody if there's a project that you want to get started on um you know shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com let me know what it is and what your deadline is and I'll I'll email you back and ask you if you've done it and you all can be my accountability partner on some of the things that I'm doing. One of the one of the tasks that's been on my to-do list for a very you know for several weeks, probably probably four or five months, has been to write a book about some of the things that we talk about on this show. And I have 
It's something I really want to do. It's something several people have encouraged me to do, but it's just all the things we've talked about on this episode of how um, how overwhelming it is and how uh, it's just too big of a project. And so I took I've, I I followed my own advice uh, on all of this. After I'd outlined this, I thought, well, you know, you can do these things, Laura. Um, and so I I took the first steps today, and I spent a, an hour, a couple of half hour br- uh, blocks of time, brainstorming some chapter titles and some section titles, and getting it set up to start writing that. So, you know, y'all can hold me accountable on that as well. So. Again, we get back to the whole idea that we have these things that we want to accomplish, things that are are necessary or things that we want to do, the things we dream of. And the hardest part is just getting started. It's so often I have found that I've put something off and put something off for all sorts of reasons. And then once I finally sat down and got started, it all went much more smoothly and, and, you know, I was able to get it done. So get past that hump. Uh, I hope these tips will help you. But what do you think? What, what project have you been stalled on? Is there something that you will do to get started today? Or is there some, uh, some mechanism, some tool that you use to get yourself started on your projects that I didn't think of today? I'd love to hear what those are because this is an ongoing issue for me just as much as it is for anybody else. So I'd love to hear from you on this. Um, please feel free to ask your questions, share your thoughts. A couple of different ways you can do that. You, If you want to comment in public, you can do that in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 74. Or you can go to the Productive Woman's Facebook page and post it there. And I, I promise I read those and I will respond. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message either on the website or the Facebook page. If you're liking the show and you think it's worthwhile, there are a couple of things you could do to help me out. Um, Tell somebody, tell a friend who you think might enjoy the show or share it with your friends on Facebook. Let them know uh, what you think of the show and that they might like it as well. The other thing you can do is um, uh, that's always helpful is to leave a review of The Productive Woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. And uh, there are links to do that in the show notes. So check that out. I'd like to say thanks to a couple of people that I've heard from recently. Um, Bell Boxer in the United States recently said, I stumbled on this podcast a month ago and have really enjoyed it. Laura gives many tips and links to other information that is exactly what I'm looking for in my own personal goals in 2016. I like her genuine, real approach and the fact that this podcast doesn't feel like another multi-level marketing pitch that other podcasts have subscribed to. Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate it. Uh, Actually, it says it's from Sharon in Houston. So thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I, you know, having y'all listen is uh, and be a part of this conversation with me is really, really important. I also appreciated um, Joanne, who shared a comment uh, recently on an older episode, episode 57, uh, When the Day is Unproductive. 
And Joanne says, thanks for sharing your words of wisdom and for generating such wonderful and thought-provoking topics. And uh, she goes on to say some more things that I uh, really appreciated about how she's putting some of these things into uh, action in her own life. So thank you, Joanne. Thanks very much. Uh, we uh, want to remind you that if you missed the some of the Blab events that's Bla- uh, that happen at Blab.im, those live streamed video conversations. You can still see those to watch the replays of the Blab events or to follow me for notices of, of upcoming Blabs. Visit blab.im slash Laura McMom and you can just find it all there. And uh, I think that's it. Remember to check out our sponsor by taking advantage of the free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro at nosby.com slash woman and thanks again to Nosby for supporting the productive woman so that's it for this episode of the productive woman thank you for spending this time with me and for being part of my life and my ongoing journey to be productive and to make a life that matters I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.